Welcome to the show. What is the show? Simply put, the hosts arrive each episode armed with elaborate and convoluted theories. They and their guests share and discuss back and forth until one theory reigns supreme. There isn't actually a winner or a loser, it's just a fun game between friends. Still unsure on the rules? Well, please, let me explain. Are you ready? Are right. you ready? Are you ready to do this shit? My right. stomach's so anxious. I, 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 I am Here ready. I'm very excited. Mm. Mm. I really, I really hope future me doesn't just put all of that in there because that's <laughs> in the recording now. Whoops. Well, she is kind of that asshole. Uh, fair who enough. Who would do that and we would be like, ah, yes, past me's failings and little goof ups are definitely going to get a good, good, uh, I want to say joke and a good giggle, so like a good jiggle, good yeah. jiggle out of people. Anyway. Incredible. Alrighty. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let Me Explain. I'm your host, Emily, and eventually we will all become one under the blue filter. And I'm your host, Ray, and have I found you, flightless bird, jealous, weeping, and on this episode, we watched the early 2000s masterpiece, Twilight 2008, directed by none other than Catherine Hardwick. A beautiful, wonderful indie movie. Striking, amazing, heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. And also the only good Twilight film that they ever made. It's actually the only film they made. Yeah. They only made one. <laughs> they, they never finished the rest of the saga. Sucks to suck, but you know, mm, it mm-hmm. happens. The other movies, uh, Twilight, spelled T-W-I-L-I-T-E, uh, was a spinoff <laughs> series uh, loosely inspired. Uh, and, they, and you know what? You know what? They happen to get all of the same actors. Mm-hmm. Which is weird, you know? Yeah. We love we we love to see past actors working together mm-hmm. in new it's, movies. You it's know? a beautiful it's thing. It's really beautiful. That's why they called it New Moon. It was a new movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, Emily. Emily cut that. I don't like that joke. Okay. <laughs> so this movie has a plot. It does. And it happened. Mm-hmm. It sure did. And I, and I, for one, enjoyed parts of it. <laughs> Yeah, there there were some things that were unnecessary in there, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So would you, would you like me to to explore the plot for the people? Take me away on All this right. adventure. So Twilight is the story of a young seventeen year old girl named Bella Swan who moves to the rainy town of Forks, Washington, when her mother decides to go on the road with her stepfather so she can live with her dad full time. So she goes to school and she's the mysterious extremely awkward white girl and everyone's like oh wow new person let's immediately fall in love with her and there's a black guy that we never see again for the rest of the franchise ever we <laughs> named we, tyler we see, we and see. i miss him every day <laughs> yeah yeah he's he he is only allowed to be in like the parking lot shots and the at cafeteria. the cafe yep at the cafeteria i don't when think you at- ever see him in a class nope he's never in any of the shots even though in the books he explicitly has classes with bella eric angela and like essentially all of her friends we only ever see them in the cafeteria the parking lot or the cafe yes which except eric and mike because they're potential romantic interests quote unquote for her in the beginning um 
But Bella is introduced by Jessica, played uh, forgetfully by Anna Kendrick, because Anna Kendrick occasionally forgets that she was even in Twilight in the first place, which, that's Spectacular. Uh, <laughs> but she, uh, it's she's introduced to the mysterious Cullen family, who are all described with startling accuracy by Jessica. She she makes eye contact with Edward from across the cafeteria, and he's just glaring at her. And then they have a class together, and he glares at her even more. And then she sniffs her armpits because she thinks that she smells, but she doesn't. And then he tries to change his class. <laughs> Specifically, she walks in front of a fan, and he covers his nose. Mm-hmm. Which I think, I think, I'm going to be honest, if I just moved to the middle of nowhere, Washington... And this hot and this hot boy, when he catches what I smell like, and he acts that revolted, fully covers his nose. I would just move away. I would just move away again. <laughs> I would. I would simply cease to exist. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like, see you, Cedric Diggory. <laughs> Catch you on the flip side, man. Oh my God, he's Cedric Diggory. Fuck. <laughs> listen, he's like. Did you listen, forget? listen. He's like three shades wider than he is in Harry Potter. That's enough to trick my facial blindness. I don't. Fair oh, enough. Fuck. But yeah, that's Cedric Diggory, baby. That's a Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Though Edward is easily not one of those. Um, but the Colin uh, Edward th- acts like he hates her, and then he disappears for a week. Uh, which we'll explain the reasons for that later. Um. But then he comes back and he acts like nothing happened. Uh, and then they start talking and he's acting friendly. And then Vela almost gets hit by a van by Tyler, the one black guy's van, which gives people an excuse to vilify him for the rest of the series. Um, there's some vague racism on Charlie's part in the hospital. And then we meet literal King Carlisle Cullen, who pushes open the hospital doors with that I heard the chief's daughter was in and Instantly, everybody fell for him. That's when I stopped caring about Edward. As soon as Carlisle walked in, I was like, bye. <laughs> Edward, you are no longer of any importance to me. It is all about Carlisle now. This is a Carlisle house, baby. Incredible. A very a very Dilf-centric uh, movie watching. Listen. Look, Charlie... Charlie's on another level. Charlie has what... And we'll get into this with my with my observations. But he, he has something that I coined very specifically for him. And I'm not going to tell mm-hmm. you unless we hit that in my observations. But That's fine. I'm going to hope that I am going to hope that I roll that one. <laughs> no, you better. It's great. It's everywhere. It's we have a through. list of observations. Oh, yeah. And by that, I mean to raise brain, which will never cease and never stop. No. You have 68 different observations. Yes. Through, through which I will be randomly rolling my random dice generator for one out of 68 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of losing the thread here because my yes. foot's asleep. Oh, all right. Well, I'm going to continue with the plot summary because we're only like the first 30 minutes in. So um, Edward goes or er, uh, Edward saves Bella. Edward's sister, really hot sister, Rosalie, is angry about it. Um and Bella goes to the beach with her friends, and it's the beach where all the natives live that Stephanie Meyer was obviously racist towards in her writing, but we'll also get into that later. Um, mm-hmm. And her friend Jacob, played by spicy white Taylor Lautner, uh, ex- explains a Quilly Ute legend that's not even actually a real Quilly Ute legend. It's a bastardization of an actual legend. 
Um, and mm-hmm. it's spooky werewolves and vampires. And Bella goes to a bookstore in Port Angeles and uh, almost and gets cornered and almost assaulted. And Edward shows up and saves her. And they eat mushroom ravioli in an Italian restaurant. Well, she <laughs> eats mushroom ravioli. She, in she Italian eats mushroom ravioli. He's on a special diet. Yeah, and Wink. gets hit on by an awkwardly rockabilly waitress. Oh. Yeah, because her hair, her hairstyle. Wait, he gets hit on? Yeah. When she asks, uh, if, if you need anything, let me know, she's flirting with him. Oh, hi, everyone. I don't know if you know this, but I'm fucking oblivious. And I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I feel like your old Tony Hawk game save file right now because I'm slowly being overwritten. Because every single memory I have of Edward Cullen is now being like, no, he's Cedric Diggory. And I have to comprehend that. (laughs) And I have a a migraine from that now. Not actually, but it's starting. It's fucking starting. Yeah, you're going to have to think about that for a while. You're going to be thinking about that for the rest of the franchise. Sorry. So we're 45 minutes into the movie. (laughs) But uh, Bella Bella finally figures out that Edward is a vampire. And she confronts him in the forest. And we get the really weird scene where he sparkles. And everyone makes fun jokes about it. Um, Because it's stupid. He's just bisexual. Like, come on. No, he's the only straight one in the family. I have observations about this, Emily. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> but you won't get the... Well, no. Technically, yeah, we can discuss them. It, it comes up. Um, but, yeah. Uh, and then Edward's like, uh, yeah, I'm a vampire. Good for you. You figured it out. And then they talk in the rain a lot. There's lots of montages of them, like, skipping class or going places. And it's really weird because Bella has a job in the books uh, she works for Mike Newton's family store, and that's just, they don't talk about it, which I think is stupid, but, uh... Um, this is Mike Newton erasure. It is, it is Mike Newton erasure. Listen, I hate him, and he's obnoxious, but that's because he's literally a, an actual teenage boy playing a teenage boy, which is another thing about this movie. They are, the teenagers are actual teenagers. That's, nobody does that. Nobody That's fucking does that. innovative. It really was. At the time, Catherine Hardwick, you knew what yeah. was up. Teenagers are teenage boys are stupid. And that's just how it that's just how it be. <laughs> yes. Teenager teenage boys are stupid and also I think sponsored by Twizzler. Pro- yeah. Twizzlers Probably. show up so much in that movie. Or yeah. Red Vines or whatever it is. It's, who cares? Same they're Doesn't they're matter. the same thing, it's just a different name. One of them is cherry flavored sometimes. Red licorice is nasty anyway, Emily. Let's be real. Okay. This, listen, this is a black licorice <laughs> stand account, all right? <laughs> Wait. No. Wait a second. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you say black licorice is good? Yes. <sighs> well. Agree to disagree. <laughs> I am seeking a new podcast host, everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, to to finish the to finish the to finish the most to, we're fifty minutes track. through the movie. <laughs> most off track <laughs> thought summary. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, uh, Bella and Edward talk in the rain a lot and probably skip class a bunch. And um, then Edward's like, "I'm going to take you to meet my family." And then there's a moment that is a direct cinematic parallel to something that happens in the Umbrella Academy in season two, 
except it's Edward and Billy, who is Jacob's dad and also one of the best characters in this whole franchise, consistently, forever. Um, and it's God. it's direct cinematic parallel to Olga mm. Faroga, specific a very specific moment that if you know Twilight, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, Edward's like, I'm gonna take you to meet my family, and Bella meets his his family, including his really hot, very deadly sister Rosalie, his really hot mom Esme, his himbo his himbo athlete brother Emmett, his hot dilf dad Carlisle, his other hot sister Alice, and Jackson Rathbone, who most of you will know from uh, M Night Sh- uh, Shyamalan. An unfortunate adaptation of uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender. He was the white bread man who played Sokka. Now he makes bluegrass music. So good for him. Wait. <laughs> did Jackson, did you Jackson. Jasper? Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Na- I don't know names of people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we see the Cullen house and it's very pretty. People live in it now. But last I checked, the Swan residence was up for sale and reasonably priced at approximately $200,000. Not too shabby. Um, but we see Edward's room, which just has a nice futon and, he's, and a wall of music and lots of books. And the windows are open for some reason and it's raining. You know, he's, he, here, here's the very, very important thing. These are big glass doors. Yep. This is like an open kind of floor plan and it's so pretty and uh, everything's shit here right now. So I really miss like rain and forests. Yeah. Basically, right. while most people would have watched this movie and yearned for either Bella or Edward, I yearned for nature. Yeah, me too. Hi, I like botany. I just like looking up at trees and shit. Mm-hmm. You ever thought about moss? I think about moss daily. So they run off into the forest. Yeah, and there's an unnecessary reference to monkeys. Uh, and then Edward climbs up a tree and they do stuff. And then we cut back and Edward meets Charlie officially, and Charlie has a gun, which is an excellent example of the, the, the phrase I coined very specifically to describe Charlie's energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bella goes and watches vampires play baseball. The most iconic scene in cinematic history is the baseball scene to Muse's hit song Supermassive Black Hole. Um, that That... That movie, that scene alone should have earned them an EGOT and a Teen Choice Award. Mm-hmm. So, If you haven't watched it already in the primers, I'm disappointed in you. Please, yeah. I'm, please, I'm, I'm making please the go gun with my scene. fingers and I'm pointing it at my, at my screen and I'm telling you to watch the baseball scene right now. Please, I'm begging, this is a direct threat. You are not allowed to listen to this episode with finishing this episode without watching the baseball scene first. So the Cullens play some baseball and they've all got their cute little baseball outfits and yep. it's thundering outside. Yep. And they play baseball and then a, a new coven of vampires show up with the other one, the other black guy who shows up in the series, um, yeah. who is a villain because of course he is because Stephanie Meyer is a racist Mormon. Um, 
But there's Laurent, because he's also French, and it's played by one of the dudes who you'll probably recognize his face from uh, uh, X-Men First Class, because it's Darwin from X-Men First Class. Um, Mm -hmm. And then uh, some dude who was in Friday Night Lights, I think, and then the Superior Superior Victoria, Rachel Laferve. Um, we, we see them, they fight, James smells Bella and then freaks out because he's a tracker and now he's going to hunt her. So Bella has to run away from her dad and she ends up getting thrown into a bunch of mirrors and her legs stepped on and James dies and Bella gets bit, but Edward sucks the venom out and she ends up in the hospital and then they go to prom and then Rachel's at prom and she sees Edward and Bella dancing and she's like, interesting. And then she leaves. And I'm going to walk away into the end credits. Yep. But you got to admit, when she whipped her hair out of that bun, though, when oh, yeah. that hair came out, yeah. I was like, ma'am, this is why you're the superior Victoria. And what, okay, very important question. Yes. At what age was it that you watched Twilight for the first time? So 2008, I would have been, t- I would have just turned oh god my 13th birthday was 20 so twilight came out at the end twilight came out like november of 2008 so i was so i was 11 when twilight came out and if only you had paid more attention to the movie, you would have known you were queer from age 11. If, if I'd have watched Breaking Dawn Part 2... hearing you talk about this movie is just like, let us jump from scene to scene where all the hot people are. Let me do my little thing. Yeah, here's the thing. I was too young then. I was only 11. Now, if I'd have watched Breaking Dawn Part 2 in high school, I would have puzzled that out real quick. Yeah. Because I fully skipped Breaking Dawn Part 2. That was the only one I never watched. I was, I think I, like, I was, I was 13? Yeah. When, when, no. Wait, no. You're young, you're... 2008. Yeah. I was 10. Yeah, you're younger than me. Yeah. You're, you're younger than me. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm 23. I just turned 23 in July. Oh my goodness. Yeah. If I had been, like, a few years older... I would have realized why I liked Alice so much, and that was because I wanted to be Alice. <laughs> Didn't we all though? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is this is this is a por- important thing that I don't really know where to mention at all. It is it is honestly extremely overt that Alice is like one hundred percent in Bella. Yeah. She dead ass near near yeah. the end of the movie where they all have to run away from the evil James. Uh, Keep. <laughs> I I have observations about that. I have observations about that. I won't, I won't, okay, I won't touch it, but it's good. It's good. It is really good. All right, uh, so before we, before we get into theories, uh, would you, would you like Mm -hmm. to roll for an observation check? Yes, yes, I, uh, (laughs) I'm gonna go with that one that I rolled right before, uh, 26, please. All right, so 26 is about the scene where the Cullen family meets Bella for the first time. And as Esme is coming up and introducing herself, we see Emmett in the back waving a full kitchen knife at Bella, smiling vaguely menacingly in his all-white tracksuit. So my reaction to that was, in all caps, waving the knife, sir, please think before you act. Because Emmett is a the purest of pure himbos. Mm-hmm. 
he listen he doesn't he doesn't know that mortals are just like just a little bit more fragile mm-hmm. just like just like just like a little bit more uh would it be okay if i uh rolled again go ahead mm-hmm. oh my god i got a 27 <laughs> <laughs> all right so so 27 i just really like this scene <laughs> So, so 27 is, um, uh, is referring to when Esme's like, we made Italian and, uh, it's like, I hope you came hungry. And Bella's like, yeah, sure. And, uh, Edward's like, she already ate. And I, my reaction to that was Edward, shut the absolute fucking hell up, you stupid idiot. This is why Rosalie hates you. God damn it. Yeah. Like, Edward, shut the fuck up. Your girlfriend mm-hmm. is trying to be nice to your family because they're being nice to her, mm-hmm. and you had to ruin it because you are a tactless 17-year-old with an underdeveloped brain. Now, here, here's here's a very important thing. He's, he's like, what? He's been 90, upper 90s? Nope. Like... He is 107 by the time when we meet him. 107, yeah. And he impressively shows having that little tact. Yeah, because he... Throughout the, and I have yep. I have my own theory about that as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, here's the thing to, like, put it in perspective for you. Carlisle's supposed to be 23. Esme is 26. Emmett... Mm. Uh, Alice is... Uh, I think Jasper's 20. Alice is... 18, Rosalie is 19, and Emmett, I believe, is also, is either 19 how or is, 21. So, how in the, Esme, how, no, 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 how Esme in the is fuck the is old, Carlisle supposed to be 23, that's 26? His age, his age in the books is 23, when he's turned. So, huh. ro, so of everybody in that house, Esme is the only one with a fully developed brain, and my god, does it show. Fuck. God. Uh, I've never, okay, I've never even thought about that as, like, if you become a vampire when you're in your stupid mode, do you... You don't I leave your, your stupid mode. You, you're stuck your in brain stupid mode. doesn't... <laughs> you're stuck in stupid <laughs> mode forever. Carlisle leaning over to Emmett. Are you sure I can save you? But this is a curse for all of eternity. And Emmett's, Emmett's just like... No, that, actually, that is yeah. not how it happened. Emmett... Uh, but actually, fun fact, um, Carlisle didn't turn, uh, didn't find Emmett, Rosalie did. Oh, there's, shit. There's a whole thing about their backstories, and we get to that, and, like, but we know a little bit of Carlisle. We get more into it in New Moon. We don't learn um, all of, we never actually talk about all of Esme's backstory until, I don't think, ever. It's just something mm. that is discussed by Stephanie Meyer. We don't learn Jasper's full backstory until um, Eclipse. We don't learn anything of Alice's backstory until Breaking Dawn Part 1. Um, and Rosalie's super traumatic backstory flashback happens in Eclipse. Yeah, And we talk about Emmett's very briefly. But, mm-hmm. yeah, beware yeah. for Eclipse. And as, as Rosalie's backstory is, like, super trauma-heavy. Big time trauma heavy. Yeah. Like, skip the whole... If you're very sensitive, skip the whole scene. And that will Mm -hmm. definitely be included in the warnings for when we do eventually get to that. Okay, so... Theory? Would you like to start with theories? I'd love to. I I would love to. Go ahead. Uh, This is is a very important theory. (laughs) And and that is that uh, Edward has never fully adapted... To the modern era 
continue. Continue, please. This is the, you know, he knows how to drive a car. Yeah, totally fine. He can drift. But when it when it comes to things that count, like experiencing a woman talking back to him, yeah. he's lost. Absolutely. He's 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 completely lost. And oh, yeah. and so I've I I've, I've kind of decided that for you know, for the 117 years of his life, the parts or 107 minus what is it? 21, 27. For the time 17. he's been a vampire. Yeah. I'm just going to call it that. Mm-hmm. During his vamp era, he he has he has, and I'm I'm just gonna take the thing of having the the stupid fucking uh teenager brain yep. in his in his mind. He's he's never truly figured out how to like work his way around. You know, actually improvising a cool quick lie to get out of like why are you acting so weird. <laughs> What's this special diet about or anything like that? It's the he has developed he's, What was that? It's the fluorescence. I think about that every day. Yes, it's <laughs> so horrible. And so he's he has developed one single tactic. Walk away. It's walk away. Yeah. That's it. That's his tactic is is just fucking just just fucking walk away. And you know he he keeps he keeps kind of doing that and going in and out of his hunger pangs uh, during his time when he's first meeting up with Bella mm-hmm. before they're like really dating or anything like that, and and so when he saves her from the car, you know things have been fine. He just when he doesn't want to answer, he just fucking walks off, and and then he's there at the hospital, and Bella comes out of the corner. She's like. Can I talk to Edward? And it and it it should have just zoomed in on his face and had alarm bells going off because he's like, I don't know how to get out of this. What the fuck? What the fuck? No, 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 no. Social convention. Fuck. Shit. How much? How much do you want to bet that that's the exact visual written out for us in Midnight Sun? It is. So essentially, essentially, it's that Phineas and Ferb episode where Perry the platypus <laughs> jumps down into the train car into the restaurant car. And and he's like, and Doofenshmirtz is like, ah, ah, Perry the platypus, you're trapped by social convention. That's that is exactly like just what she did to him. She just played him like that. She did. She really did. And so he he just he doesn't know how to talk to yeah. to really anyone in a modern way, but specifically to modern women. And so you know what what's he gonna do? He's gonna turn to his father figure. And he's going to be like, Carlisle, I don't, I don't know what to do. I, I, she, she keeps coming after me. She's relentless. I, I need, I need some sort of a lie. And Carlisle goes, don't you worry, son. I'm a doctor. Just say it was an adrenaline rush. Boom. There you go. And, and she's a modern woman. She loves figuring things out for herself. Tell her to, tell her to goggle it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, tell her. Yeah, tell her that. Uh, like, yeah. Are they the like thing. the. Oh it's, oh, it's Google? It's Google. It's Google. Like, modern women love Googling things and knowing that they're right. Because because in the scene, you can pause it and zoom in, and you will see when he goes, I had an adrenaline rush. It's very, it's very common. Uh, you can, you know. You can Google it. And he has this little smirk where he's like, I did it. I got it. I got out of like 
the plan. And then Bella's just like, that's fucking bullshit. I know that that's not it. <laughs> and when it gets that theory, it gets even funnier. What do you consider the fact that Carlisle was turned into a vampire in the early 1600s? <laughs> so he knows less about modern women than Edward does. My, 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 th- <laughs> my thinking is that, like, Carlisle has had to, like, he's been around at least a little bit longer. So he, he at least vaguely picks up on stuff, but he's so disconnected from, like, mortal society and mortal culture mm-hmm. and he's just like yeah no 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 yeah women don't like that anymore i think uh, i don't know what they don't like but no it's a yeah no 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 no. the sexism stuff uh is not as great anymore you can't do it as much <laughs> oh, that's fair fair enough if it if if it was if it was 1800s and Carlisle was teaching Edward, let's just say, let's just move this back 200 years, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and they're at high school. It, it, it would <laughs> have been very much just like, okay, but what really happened? And then, and then Edward will have to look at her and he will be like, "'Twas an imbalance of the humors. God be with ye, wench. And then he like <laughs> nods and walks away. Fabulous. I love it. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, he, he never remembers to actually wear a seatbelt. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, it's, that's just because he's around before, like, car safety was a thing. And that is my first theory. That leads, oh, that, okay. that leads, I that will, seg, that seeks perfectly into my first theory. I'll, I'll stay off of that, but I have, I have the one last thing, mm-hmm. is because, you, you can tell why he hasn't adapted to the modern era, because he's a high school student walking around with a peacoat on. Like, like, that's his fashion. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm sorry, but like, if you were someone at my high school and you did that, you would have just been teased constantly. But he's but glad he's just I didn't like, go this to your high school, Emily. Era. You should be glad it was an all male Catholic college prep school. Horrifying, Private. because I I in yeah. fact was the person who wore a pea coat all the time in winter at my high school. Oh my god, you was, poor thing. Look, it was comfortable. Oh, I'm sure it was. And it's was very in, good. It's very fashion forward. I was in my Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes face where I would like flip the collar up and I'd put like a fancy scarf around my neck and I'd tie it like the very specific <sighs> way. I had a great time. I loved that coat. I hate that you said that and I had the exact muscle memory for like, all right, here's how you tie it. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I never did it, but I know exactly how to do it. I did. I'm guilty of that. So seatbelts. Yes. So, so it, it's a well-known fact that in Twilight, all the va- all the Cullens, all the vampires, except like Carlisle as may probably drive like a bunch of assholes. Now, why is this? You may ask. Why do they not wear seatbelts? Why do they drive like douchebags? And why does Emmett stand up in the jeep, probably when they're on the freeway? Well, first of all, Emmett does that because he's a big, dumb moron man. But they all drive like assholes because none of them, not a single one, ever actually legally obtained a driver's license. Uh-huh. Carl- oh. Carlisle was turned in the 1620s. Oh, oh God. So Carlisle never would never never has legally obtained a driver's license all of their documentation is fake mm-hmm. rosalie is the only one who would be likely to have one but she was also a woman 
in the 1930s. She would not have had a license. Yeah, no. Edward was in the hospital with influenza in 1908. He did not have a driver's license. Oh, God. Esme was a woman uh, Mm -hmm. in Oregon. And actually, Esme's from Ashland, fun fact. Um, that's what? Where, yeah, Esme canonically lived in Ashland for some time during her no. mortal life. Yeah, that's mm. um, that's a that's a little thing about Twilight. Um, but uh, that was in the 1910s, so cars were still a new thing. Uh, Jasper was yeah. turned like during like the middle of the Civil War, and Alice was turned in the 1920s. Not a single one of these motherfuckers has a legal driver's... Emmett is from the 30s, but, like, in Tennessee. Like, backwoods Tennessee. Homeboy does not have a driver... Homeboy's family probably didn't even have a car. For for the longest time, the the Cullen household had a a horse paddock and and not a garage. (laughs) Absolutely. And then... And then Carlisle realized that you get a lot, you get too many questions. Yep. They, they when, you, finally, when you show up to your hospital on a horse. Yep. They finally had to spring for like a, a Model A when they when they added Emmett to the family or something because they were like, you know what, this is too much. We can't do sh- we can't do shit with these horses anymore. God damn it. So... I, okay, I have I have a very important question. Yes. If if none of them have like actually have driver's license and such, uh. No, they have many. They have licenses. They just didn't get them legally. They paid for okay, f- for fake okay. licenses. They never went to the DMV to get their license. Okay, okay, okay. Because my, my question was like, how many times have they had to move? Because they got pulled over one time, and they were like, "You don't have a license. Who are you? What are you?" And it's just like they've asked too many questions. We've got to go. <laughs> That's when they started buying their license. They actually started having them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this it's... is this is this is during the 1950s. Yes, and Carlyle's well. I've been researching the latest human magazines, and they seem to love plastic Tupperware. I think this is part of that plastic craze. This little card thing. They the the police love being shown this. It's it's lovely, and then you give them a tip, and then you go. <laughs> Fabulous. Oh God, yeah. I see. Here's here's my thing. I think I think the reason why Emmett likes to stick his head up and out is because um he's he's part dog. I was just going to say you're going to say he's part dog, aren't you? <laughs> he, yeah, not he's like he's not a werewolf. He's not that boy's that boy's whiter than anything. Yeah. Like he's extremely he, he's, Caucasian. He's, he's just he's just part like Doberman. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. He he gets a lot of his animal blood from like wild dogs and so it's just started to kind of affect him maybe that's his vampire power i mean is 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 just that he's he's dog mode fair enough emmett he's puppy (laughs) listen emmett emmett gets so much more of an actual characterization through the rest of the franchise and i can guarantee by the end he's gonna be one of your favorite characters okay that's good because I, I, it's been too long since I've associated with the Twilights. I've read all the books and such. Yes. And, and listen, I'd love to see his characterization grow from anything more than just the fact of like, I am Emmett 
Yes, I am here having a human lunch. What is in your bag? Four <laughs> hard-boiled eggs. Yes! And I, that is my second theory. But before we go into the next theories, would you like to would you like to roll again? Let's roll for, for it. Let's go. Let's do it. It gave me a 26 again. How about 45? 45. Um all right, let me get to it. Um so here here's the, this is uh the scene where where Charlie um where Charlie meets Edward and he's like, "All right, bring him in." And he and he, and he flips the gun. And I this, happen to be cleaning my gun at this point. What yes. a strange coincidence. And uh, this this is where you finally get to learn the term that I that I that I created for Charlie's energy. Yes. Charlie is back at it again with that big dad energy and a big ass gun. Mm. Powerful. Yes, he Yes, he fucking is. His mustache becomes more luscious with every bit of big dad energy that he has yep big dad billy burke sir you you big dad energy that's that's what you have bud Mm. we we stand that for you so so he harnesses his big dad energy yes and he's like what's up edward i'm here to mess with you Mm -hmm. and and edward well he starts to feel this weird like you know confidence this anger this powerful vibe kind of like exuding off of him mm-hmm. and then he realizes whoa it's hereditary because my second theory is that bella has the power to just fuck with people's vibes now i know oh, shit. <laughs> it is it is it is canon in the series that her power is like an anti-power shielding and whatnot mm-hmm. but i but i but i actually but i actually think she just crosses everyone's wires mentally fair enough because because anytime edward is around her he will eventually say the most like the worst the most wrong thing he'll just be like okay we're having this cool conversation you should leave me forever (laughs) you know yeah and i was thinking oh yeah we can you know we'd stop by my parents house and you should move to arizona never to see me again return to your normal mortal life leave me forever he just, he constantly keeps doing that. I know he's out of touch, but the boy is a hundred years old. Mm-hmm. He, he should at least have like coached sentences on how to interact with like friends. And I like, I know the boy has very little common sense, but that it like, she, she just kind of exudes a power. And I think I'm going to be honest. I think specifically it is a mutant gene passed mm-hmm. throughout the, the Bella Swan family through the through the Swan lineage yes. that is only activated when one is around vampires. That sounds plausible to me. Because th- this is very important. It never really happens with like her friends. I I do I do get that like everyone's suddenly very obsessed with her and paying attention to her. But that's also because two of the boys are like, wow, this girl don't doesn't know that we are fucking goofy. Mm-hmm. Now's our chance to have a girlfriend, Eric and, and his also, worm. and God also, bless. they live in a tiny town, and she's the first new person they've ever seen in like ten years. Actually, no, Mike actually is supposed to have moved from California two years before Edward gets there. So Mike was the new kid before she was. So now Mike is like finally, finally, someone who's seen the sun before. <laughs> Another person familiar with the concept of sunlight. Tell, tell me what it looks like, Bella. 
Uh, but so she she doesn't seem to like really mess with everyone's stuff. But but when we get to the very end of the movie, where where the two of them go to dance at prom under in the gazebo, mm-hmm. there are two other couples. It does not take thirty seconds before almost at the same time those couples just leave. They just leave them. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just they're having a nice moment of closeness, and suddenly those like pressure waves are coming off of her, and everyone's just like something wrong is something bad's gonna happen. There's something wrong. We have to get the fuck out of here <laughs> because she just exudes just like not rancid vibes, just very weird off vibes mm-hmm. to everyone around her, or or also you know, it's it's like they're the weird couple in high school that talks about death yeah and how much they love each other and they're just like that tm that also mm-hmm. might be a reason why they're just like oh god damn it okay fuck off yeah but that yeah. makes sense that makes a lot of sense so basically anytime that uh anyone in the swan lineage is nearby a vampire uh they sort of get super saiyan like boosted up so that's my petition for the uh spin-off series uh of the buddy cop film uh where we see charlie and carlisle uh work together and hang out yes absolutely Mm -hmm. and i mean have you considered the possibility that charlie definitely has kind of a man crush on carlisle oh yeah yeah considers that to be just something that it happens that's canon oh that's good stephanie meyer can't take that away from us charlie definitely Mm -hmm. has a man crush on carlisle listen if if carlisle grew a mustache i think that that would be it for charlie he would just be like charlie would be like it's over for me ho i'm out he's 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 touching his fingers together he's like do you want to watch the mariners game oh my god okay hey carlisle i brought you some cobbler jesus christ (laughs) and so then so then they can show up to family reunions and and he can be like, hello, ex-wife who married either a sports baseball coach or a famous baseball player. He's a um, um, semi-pro player. Yes. Yeah, this is my husband. He's a vampire. I mean... I shit. win. I mean, yeah, that would be the jackpot. That would be the jackpot. Because mm-hmm. that's like a package deal. Because Carlisle would be there and so would Esme. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very for Charlie's vampire love affair, and I would love to see what it would be like if Charlie became a vampire. His mustache becomes just a little bit pointy on the edge. (laughs) And weirdly enough, weirdly enough, he doesn't become any wider. He just stays the same. He just kicks it. Yeah, he just, he just, yeah, no, no, no. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, so Charlie, you know, this is a curse to become a monster like us why would you possibly want to become a vampire well you know i just i kind of want some more time to watch the mariners game <laughs> and i mean my you know bella's doing it and i i gotta support bella uh not I, you know I, i'd rather i'd rather be around to uh to see uh see her grow and such so uh yeah yeah just just exude. Plus, you know, you never know what the Mariners are going to be like in twenty one hundred. You know, it's like, oh my god, Charlie just I come, he becomes a vampire sheerly, and his powers just being a dad. His, his powers. Just my being name an is excellent father. 
My name is Charlie Swan. I've been given the gift of immortality so that I may grow and become a better father. Uh, I don't know why I'm really talking with this accent, but it feels it feels right for his energy. It, it, it is uh, very Billy Burke energy. I'm really excited to live uh, for multiple centuries so we can make it to cyber football. <laughs> I'm really, really pumped about that. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> Charlie just wants to see cyber football. Honestly, I don't hold it against him. I don't care about sports, but for Charlie Swan, I'd do anything. Yeah, yeah. So. listen... I would watch football if it was all robots, and thus it was allowed to become a lethal sport. Absolutely. Literally, Alita Battle Angel, that shit. Let's go. Fuck yes. Or or just, or just like, alright, we have got football players, mm-hmm. and they have put on these special helmets, so they are controlling these robots. Fantasy and anytime their robot gets destroyed, they just have to quickly run to a new spot and hook up to a new robot. Mm-hmm. Boom, there we go. Cyber football. Mech football. Okay. Hey. Yes. I got something important to tell you. What? One word. Are you ready? What? Lay down. Eight. Eight. I rolled an eight. All right. Let me pull up the list. And number eight is uh, Jessica Stanley Stan Squad. Rise up. <laughs> Who's Jessica Stanley? <laughs> Jessica Stanley Stan Squad. Where we at? Rise up, folks. Let's go. This is an Anna Kendrick protection squad. Oh, it's from Anna Kendrick. Yeah, I like her. She's a good character in the movies. She's... She gets way funnier in New Moon. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way funnier. Yeah, I was... I was watching, uh... The part, like, where she's hanging out, just enjoying some sun. I think, like, on the one day when it's actually nice outside, she's like, oh, the Cullens never show up when it's nice outside. Mm -hmm. Their parents take them hiking or whatever, yada, yada, yada. And my wonderful girlfriend, Willow, uh, had, like, just walked in. And she she was like, she's a high schooler. Why, like, why is she just, like, like, her tits are out to here. She's just got this. I was like. Babe, she's never seen the sun before. <laughs> you know that yeah. short story about the people that live on Jupiter or Venus and like it it rains for 7 years? Mhm. Just constantly, so like there's these kids who were born that have never actually seen the sun? Yeah. That's like that's what it is in Forks, Washington. It's yep. just fog. Mhm. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so would you like it, to- Forks, <laughs> Forks stands for fog or rain. Yeah. That's, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. All right, so my would you like to hear my second theory? I'm so ready. So, all right, so my second theory uh, has to do with, with their food. Mm. Because cause if, you, if, you, if, if you know Twilight memes, then you'll know that a very interesting thing was pointed out by some astute Twilight fans on TikTok that in a lot of the promo shots for this movie and in one very, the scene where all the Cullens walk into the cafeteria for the first time, Emmett is just carrying a bag of six hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> just a plain plastic bag with six hard-boiled eggs in it. <laughs> now... I, I make this observation because later in the movie, in one of the cafeteria scenes where Edward is gone, you'll see in front of Alice, there is just a sandwich sitting on the table. Just sitting there. 
And in one of in one of the promo shots, um, in I believe it is the same promo shot in which Emmett is holding his egg bag. Um, we. <laughs> I can't believe that's a promo (laughs) shot. They're like, it's literally a promo shot. It's the magazines are going to need something for the Emmett fans. Emmett, Emmett, here's your (laughs) eggs. Here's a bag of six hard boiled eggs, Kelly. Every everybody's favorite, everybody's favorite reference from the books about how every (laughs) chapter Emmett eats a single hard boiled egg. Oh my god! All right, but it's a promo shot of um, Rosalie, Emmett, Alice, and Jasper, and they're just holding the. Emmett's holding his bag of six hard-boiled eggs. Rosalie's mm-hmm. holding a single apple. Alice yeah. is holding a Red Bull. And then Jasper's just holding an orange. So my my theory is that every single morning, the Cullen kids get halfway to school, realize they didn't bring anything to pretend to eat, and then they have to turn back and like drive like ass- the assholes they are back to their house and get mm-hmm. f- and grab just the most random shit out of the refrigerator they can, which is why that sandwich looks just looks like two pieces of bread with like jam or something between them, and it's just sitting on the lunchroom table. And why they just <laughs> oh, have that's the most nasty. random assortment of shit. That's why Emmett has a bag of six hard boiled eggs. <gasps> that's why Alice has a a Red Bull and a sandwich sitting on the directly mm-hmm. on the table. Yeah. Rosalie has one orange peeled and opened, but she's just just sitting there mm-hmm. on on top of the peel. Yeah, like y'all could y'all could at least put in minimal effort, but they might, they just forget every morning, so they have to immediately turn back. And Emmett has nearly lost his head a couple times from standing up in the jeep and just having to have them turn back immediately on the freeway. Uh huh. I think I'm I'm pretty sure that if like they never ran into Bella, if Bella stayed in Arizona in the new special spinoff canon of Twilight, mm-hmm. the next place they move to, Carlisle's like they're like sitting in some new apartment surrounded by moving boxes and Carlisle's like, "All right. Eating 101. <laughs> we're going to we're going to talk about this. You guys, we cannot keep fucking doing this." He's like, "Emmett, I'm going to need you to leave your bag of eggs at home." <laughs> Please, I'm begging you. <laughs> Emmett, I'm going to need you to leave your bag of eggs at home, or at least swap them out for new eggs every day. Those are nasty. <laughs> it's just, he holds it up and it's like, I think they look fine. They're completely moldy. <laughs> He's like, it's like, uh, it's like tea eggs. That's not what a tea egg is. Don't, please don't fucking test me. <laughs> I like, okay, I like, I like the idea specifically that they like haul ass to go back home because what, what used to happen was they would just stop at a gas station and they would just buy whatever food they could, but they had to stop that when Emmett bought batteries instead and was just (laughs) sitting at the lunch table (laughs) with batteries. With a pack of like double D batteries. Oh my God. They give me power. <laughs> no, you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh my god. Then uh, and once they had to move schools like immediately one time because Emmett actually tried to eat one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Emmett's power is that he's able to digest batteries. <laughs> okay, here okay, this is this is very this is just shut up, shut up. This is very, very important. 
I know they can technically eat, but they don't get any nutrients from it. If they have a super digestion, can he eat batteries? <laughs> Did he? What was it? Was it the reason why he didn't? He didn't get to play it off as a joke because he just took one out and crunched into it. <laughs> Because people were looking oddly at him. He was like, oh, right, I have to eat it. <laughs> Just <go. laughs> Kellen Lutzen, for listening uh. to this, Emmett Cullen eats batteries. That's canon now. <laughs> Woo! Ah, God. <laughs> God, I want the cast to hear this more than anything in the world. <laughs> ah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm <calling> battery eater extraordinaire. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Woo. So I think that's the name of the episode. <laughs> it's, either, it's either Big Dad Energy or oh. Emmett Cullen Battery Eater Extraordinaire. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't stop. We don't have ads, but I'm taking an ad break. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, ten oh. seconds of silence starting now. Okay. <sighs> All right. So yeah. we we spent a good three full minutes laughing about Emmett Cullen eating batteries. This it's just so funny. And honestly, I totally believe that that is a thing that he did, <laughs> and I'm going to tweet that at uh, Kellen Lutz, who is the actor who played Emmett. Mm-hmm. Who, fun fact, actually now looks almost identical to the guy who played Charlie. He looks like a young version of, of the guy who played Emmett now looks like a young version of Charlie. And I think that's a beautiful full circle for him. Well, that's, well, that's because Charlie's other thing is that he's a ta- he's a time traveler. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what? I, I dig it. All right, and so before we go into to final our final theories, because mine uh-huh, is a, mine's uh-huh. a hell of a mine's a doozy. Mine is gonna send you into a tailspin. That's that's fun. I do have a I have a final question for the mm-hmm. very end of for the very end of this about one of the theories, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna save it till the very end. Okay. Uh, would you Would you like to roll for another observation? I would I would love to. Please take me to seventeen. All right, so 17 is um, about the narration style because this is the only film where they actually use um, the narration style as written in the book. So I was like, we stand first person omniscient filmmaking because it is the only movie in the entire saga that actually captured the narrative spirit of the books. We never see that style as well done as it is in this movie again for the rest of the franchise. Oh yeah, it's and that not kills me. Uh, yeah, um listen, I'm going to be honest. 
opening opening and ending your movie with similar like monologues literally like one Mm -hmm. going right off the other like the other or was it the exact same monologue i don't know the beginning is exactly the same the i've never given much thought to how i would die but dying in place with someone i love seems like a good way to go it's the exact same the exact same dialogue from the very beginning and in that full circle moment at the end yeah i i love that chef's kiss okay magnificent what's what's your third theory emily lay it on me i think carlisle has been alive longer than the entire cullen family combined I'm talking like 600 plus years easily. So long that he is detached from ever being human and he just kind of thinks human culture is neat. And and I and I've and I've kind of touched on this already. But so he's a big fan, you know, of human culture. He's this very like little doting sort of dad and he and he just he just loves the idea of getting to like take part in any sort of like human culture because he's like oh 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 uh ba- baseball baseball's the uh it's the american pastime right yes and then he then he hit a baseball and they had to move to somewhere that actually had thunder but like the the the, the thing is he's like oh yeah hey guys we're gonna go play baseball come on it's gonna be super duper fun uh i bought everybody matching outfits because a bunch of them all have the same hat mm-hmm. and like the full baseball outfits like i think Alice is the one who is just like, okay, dad, I will, I will wear the entire outfit. Thank you so much. And he's like, yeah, you look like a baseball player, honey. You can do that. She's like, dad, I could hit a baseball through a baseball player. You, you know, it's like, yeah, but you look the part. And he's like, she's, you know, Alice is just like, okay, you can take a photo. And he's like, how did you know I was going to, yeah, I have, I can see the future. Okay. All right. All right. Like, just, 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 just a nice proud dad, Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when, when Bella is coming over, he, yeah. he, he literally looks giddy to be cooking. And I, and I, and I, I can just, I can just imagine when, while he, like, while he's doing that, when all of them are in the kitchen, you know, he, he, he thanks her. Hey, thanks for actually like giving us a reason to actually use the fucking kitchen. I, I feel like at some point while he's cooking, he'll just go, ah, ah, and until someone asks him, hey, why are you sighing? He's like, well, you know, just, he like indicates at the meat that he's chopping. He's like, cooking, you know, do you guys remember that? You know, eating, like cooking. God, it's so nuanced. Guys, do you remember that? Like, like food, like food and you could, and you put it in smaller pieces and then you put the food into a bowl or or a loaf or do they still do a loaf? I don't know. Uh you put it in the oven. Uh and sometimes you make it hot or cold and then you eat it later and sometimes you have it and sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's good. Just around like like cooking and they're all like, "Yes, Carlisle, we're cooking in the kitchen." He's like, "Yeah. For a human. We're we're cooking." Incredible. Esme was just going to serve her deer blood like we're cooking. And so essentially, I think he he's he's a weeaboo, but for humans. Yeah, like the this is this is the one you messaged me about, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where where I where I drew the comparison that Carlisle is Twilight's Arthur Weasley. <laughs> They're both just very enthusiastic about the thing that they are not allowed to interact with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, legal illegal to interact. Be fascinated, but do not interact. Which is why, like, I think at at, at certain points. 
when Carlisle is working at the hospital, since, you know, like, that's that's his main go-to with people, he's like, okay, all right, uh, I'm gonna check, it looks like you got a concussion, just like some person that came is like, okay, I'm gonna check, all right, can you see this light, can you see it over here, look over to this side, who's the president around currently right now, and, um, what's the, why do people hate Zunes? <laughs> What's what's that about? Why do people not like Zunes? Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and then he's like, "Oh, broken leg! My goodness, yeah." Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna want to keep off of that. Uh, we're gonna get you some crutches. And why does everybody keep telling my daughter Alice that she should be driving a Subaru? <laughs> Are Subarus just a good car, or what? What does that What does that mean? You know, I I I don't get it. You know, yeah, it's like. And maybe, you know, it's some, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, you got shot with a bow and arrow. I, I'm coming up with hospital injuries. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like, and is beef jerky good? Like, is that a punishment food or do you, like, is that good for you? Like the meat sticks. Like at the gas station. Are those good? Do you like, like, are those what is like you know it's like uh, yeah, you know it's like uh, anyway uh, uh that'll be five thousand dollars thank you <laughs> he just he just doesn't know and he just he's just got his tiny little questions that he likes to like pepper in every once in a while and now bell is here and he's like oh. finally someone i can ask all of my questions to and and he he's like he's like racing off and Esme's like only file A and he's like fine, and he comes back with a single like Manila folder that's just filled to the fucking brim. It's two Manila folders taped together, and he's like, so this is based off of the uh, era of the 1970s to the 1970s. This is January. Okay, number one. <laughs> oh boy. Hello, Bella Swan, and welcome to our household. I've filled out a short questionnaire. Seeing as, however, I have been alive for many, many centuries, time means nothing to me. Um, you should be finished by age 25. How old are you currently? Yes. Oh, yes, that should be fine for you. Perfect. Here you are. And he just gives her, it's like a, it's like a full history test, but it's just a very... This is a 260 gigabyte SD card. (laughs) I filled it twice. So here's the other one. Can you answer these questions, please? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> cut Cut to the future. Edward Bella getting married. Carlisle leaning across the aisle to Charlie. And so, and so the Mariners, you like seeing these men fight each other for blood sport? It's like, well, they don't fight each other. They, there's, there's, it's a sport. It's, it's like, oh, like baseball. And he's like, I've heard about it's different than baseball. The Mariners are a baseball team. Oh, I thought it was football the whole... Oh, no. I revealed myself. <laughs> You're not a sports gay. I know. That's the, See, that's like the even... That's that's the even bigger thing. Charlie's thinking fucking, like, galaxy brain. He's like, I know football's not going to take that step towards cyber football. But baseball, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, they're going to eventually just become cyber football 200 years from now. Fuck yeah. But yeah, so that's my final theory. Carlisle okay. is just a weeaboo, but for humans. Fair enough. Would you like to do one more observation before I blow you away with my final theory? I'm totally ready for that. That's All a 14, right. please. All right, that's going to be... 
me making fun of the whole scene where Edward is talking about how cursed he is and how much of a monster he is. <laughs> yes, uh, fucking I, roast after him. After I mock him with, this is the skin of a killer. It's like a drug to me. Bitch, shut the goddamn hell up already. I'm literally begging you. Edward, shut the fuck up, you existential <laughs> crisis-having 17-year-old dipshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ugh! The irritation I feel whenever he speaks is profound. Mm. Uh, some, something something I've just realized is yes. is that uh, we're already at an hour and eight minutes. And I know, like, I stepped, for, stepped out for, like, two minutes to go use the bathroom and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm pretty sure, so the Twilight episodes that we're going to be doing, because y'all were doing more of these in the future, uh, yeah, those are... Four more of them. Those are, those are going to be, I think those are going to be a bit longer, so buckle up for that. Take all the time you need with this last theory. Fucking blow me away. All right. Send me to space. I'm ready. So, I don't, I don't know if, uh, if, um... If you looked at who who did the the instrumental soundtrack for this particular film, definitely not. So so the man who did the instrumental soundtrack for Twilight is a man by the name of Carter Burwell. Okay. And Carter Burwell is also very famously known as the composer of Velvet Space Time, which is the main instrumental score for Velvet Goldmine. Mm-hmm. So. Twilight and Velvet Goldmine, same universe, baby. But, but, (laughs) but how do, wait, but the, but that, but that would mean that it's a, uh, Jack Ferry's a vampire. Exactly. I just, <laughs> brain not work good <laughs> you you did this to me i uh emily exe has ceased functioning i love the vgtcu <laughs> the velvet goldmine and also twilight cinematic universe yes the velvet goldmine extended universe if you will <laughs> <laughs> which ewan mcgregor deleted the tweet mm-hmm. yeah listen listen i that explains why in every movie there's a random scene of these two you know this one one of them's british and one of them's american and they're holding each other in their arms and they give each other a little kiss and one of them is recording in a studio and singing and doing his thing mm-hmm. and and just like you know yeah that that's why all those random scenes are throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of losing it. I'm kind of I'm kind of losing it a little <laughs> bit here. Uh, oh, that's a lot to that's a lot to conceptualize. Oh, yeah. I thought I was funny in the first episode that was Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> BT before Trey. Uh, <laughs> Where I was like, oh, all of the choral singing, that's from the secret third sector, or the, the, the fourth type of, like, person on the spaceship. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, that's the, I'm losing the thread here. 
that's <laughs> that's the just... acapella group that lives on the <laughs> the star ship. Yep. You've broken my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. This is worse than Cedric Diggory. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Yeah, now now you get to think about this for a long time. Well, now all of you lovely people also get to think about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I think we also yeah. have a new merch design because if you think I'm not I'm not going to design something that's velvet gold by an extended universe, you're absolutely wrong. That that will be a special poster run. Mm-hmm. That. Well, actually, no. We we have talked about this. The yes. way that the pin is connected to every single one of the films we've watched. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Good. Okay. Yes. One hundred percent. That is our unifying theory. We're gonna we we get to have one every season. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this was a podcast. This was. And you've joined us for this adventure mm-hmm. today, Pierre. And I hope you had fun. Yeah. I hope you laughed. I hope you giggled. I hope you were worried for us for how long we were laughing. (laughs) Fucking batteries. So it's so it's so okay. Breathe, breathe, breathe. It's so easy to just set off another giggle fest. (laughs) The visuals back in my head. Can't get rid of it. Please share the podcast. Find us at anchor.fm slash let me explain podcast. That's all one word, let me explain podcast. Follow us on Twitter at LMEpod. Tweet tweet it at the cast. I want tweet it Helen at the Lutz cast to know that I that we think that Emmett eats batteries, and I want to know what his thoughts and opinions are about that. Share this with your friends. <laughs> yes, share it with your friends. Tell Peter Fascinelli <laughs> if you know him, the dude who plays Carlisle. Uh, if you know, if you fun. know the guy who played Carlisle, legally you have to tell him about this <laughs> podcast. You're, you're under obligation. If, if if you know Catherine Hardwick, please tell her about us. Um, that would be fun. Yeah, one, one, I respect her. And if and if you know Billy Burke, tell him that Charlie Swan is the only boy in blue that I respect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm listen. Okay, I'm okay. I got one last thing to say. Yeah. I got one last question based off of the theory. Uh, but I'm I'm just I'm just gonna know that we're not gonna be able to say the outro after I've said this. So Oh no. I'm Emily. hi, I'm Emily. And you're Tere. Yes. Uh, and I am Tere. This is this is an audio only medium, but we're waving goodbye. Yep, yep. Are you ready for my little question? How long did it take till Emmett learned he had to take the shells off the egg before he ate them? (laughs) How long did it take? When he became a vampire? (laughs) 30 years. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) 